Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of the Only Networking Show. I'm James West. I'm co-founder of Only Networking. I'm joined by my wife and fellow co-founder, Kelly West. I'll introduce her correctly in the moment. Um, the Only Networking Show is going to bring you networking news, education, member spotlights from Only. We are the business network for people that like people. So for the astute of you, you would notice that we normally do a podcast. This still will go out as a podcast. We're changing the format mixing it up a little bit so we're bringing it back as the only networking show welcome kelly thank you good to have you here so three parts to the show we're going to give you a little bit of news and we have got some quite good interesting in-depth news to share with you we're going to share the story of only because we tell this story quite a lot what's only about why did we set up a new networking group what's the story behind it what's the purpose we share it quite a lot, but we realise there's still many people, particularly coming into our sphere, that don't know any of this stuff. And it is quite a good story, yeah, isn't it? Great. So we'll share cool. that with you. And then we're also going to bring in for the member spotlight. We're going to we've got a very special, special guest. Can you be a special, special guest? Yeah. You can. Andy Wood of Pulsate, who's behind the camera, but he's also a good friend of ours, brilliant networker, brilliant business person. And we're going to talk to him about his networking background, history and that kind of thing. So we're going to start off the show with some news and it's some very big news for only and I think networking in general, Kelly, over to you. Yeah, definitely. I mean, online networking, we've, we've done this for a long time. We did this pre-pandemic and we'll probably talk about more about that later. But for us, it is about how can we break the boundaries? How can we move the regions? How can we stretch the networks? So we are moving across to three new regions. Brighton being the first one, uh, which we've dabbled in before when it was face-to-face, -face, we but we, we're going back there. Yeah. We're, we're launching that very soon. And then central London, because we do we need to crack London at some point. We've skirted around the outside. We've got Richmond, which is very successful. So we're tackling London after Brighton. And then, super dun, dun, exciting, dun. networking further than we've ever networked. We're launching New York, so only New York. So, yeah, amazing, those three new groups. I think for us, this is about just pushing this concept of online networking as far as it can go. We've seen networking change massively. We're going to talk about in-person versus online and the combination of them. But I think, um, you know, Brighton, special place in our heart. London's obviously a key heartland for networking. And then the introduction in New York. So the rollout of them is going to be October for the Brighton and the London groups. And then New York, we're going to wait until January just to build um, a bit of awareness and get the connections there. Because what have we learned through the last year about this nature of building meaningful connections, particularly online? I think I think we got stuck in a hamster wheel before. I think it was we went to face to face networking. We saw the same people. We felt comfortable in a certain clique or a certain group of people. And we didn't ever really notice what was going on outside of that unless somebody in our group of or our sphere introduced us to another group and then it might go a little bit further so i think what online networking has definitely done for us in the last year is proven that if you are able to work across boundaries we've pushed those boundaries and it seems really silly now doesn't it thinking well why didn't we ever do that before anyway but i just think it wasn't ever in anyone's sphere of vision that actually I can network in Newcastle if I live in Southampton. Mm. I just need contact with those people. So it's giving people the platform to meet those like-minded experts. Well, you know why, don't you? I think we've worked this out that largely why were people stuck in that entrenched way of thinking that it's because there was a perception that the only way you can actually build genuine relationships with people and sell mm. to them is when you meet in person. That's gone. Yeah. That's not. And if you still think that, 
we can show you endless examples of people within only that have done business together that have built meaningful relationships it is no longer prerequisite to meet in person to do business with someone let's just backtrack a little bit i think we also need to address that for us if you're a tradesperson if you're an electrician if you're a builder maybe not so much but if you're somebody who is working based on a very small geographical location of course that's not going to excite you you're not going to want connections in New York we absolutely understand that but that's part of why we've developed a very niche offering and we know what our culture was and we know which people are going to be good for only so I think it's important to to say that you know it's not for everyone it's not going to be for everybody of course not but if you are in that sphere which let's face it most people can network and do business across boundaries and across the Atlantic now so why why not bring those people together because the key part there is well I just don't have those connections in that space how do I get involved in that space yeah and yes you could go and you could look for networking in New York but if you're already part of a community that is then offering that as an option it's very much easier to then find those people isn't it there's there's loads of examples in there Jenny Erickson's in Norway she won't meet our members and she's doing business she's building the relationship so that's an obvious one Claudia Tinarello, web designer, Squarespace web designer, she has got clients in New York. And she said pre-lockdown, it was a prerequisite that if I was going to build someone's website, they needed to meet me. Mm -hmm. They just expected it. That's gone. Yeah. That's gone out the window. So the point is, we can trade. If we're, a ser if we're service providers and we can work remotely, which most of us can do now to a degree, the only reason that we don't do more business further afield is that there's no forum for us to meet those people. You're not going to blind approach someone mm. in New York and go, oh, hi, do you want to do business together? You're going to need to build that relationship. So the idea is build the forum, bring those people together and let's see what's going to happen. That's where it's exciting, isn't it? Because yeah. we don't know definitively where this is going to go, do we? Definitely. And I think like you've said about building, I had a ridiculous conversation with somebody recently about uh, they were very, very much believed that Zoom couldn't give you that personal touch and you couldn't have that conversation about the kids or the holidays or what it is you do in your free time. And I just said, why? Mm. You're not asking the right questions then. And I think we need to just be where you're comfortable. And if you are somebody that only wants to be in a face-to-face -face space, that's absolutely fine. Of course it is. But it doesn't mean that the online space doesn't work. And actually a, a rate of knots people are finding that that is ever increasingly working for them mm. because of the time, because of the energy, because of the effort that it's putting in. So it, I, I think it's you just need to be comfortable with the medium you're using and make yeah. sure you're using it to its full advantage. Well, online doesn't preclude in-person getting together. We've been saying to our members, we are running optional in-person events. Um, that our members can join but we're keeping the core meetings online we decided that last summer you can still go and meet people if that's absolutely what floats your boat if that's what you need to solidify the relationship you can do it all we're saying is you don't have to in order to build the relationship and and going back to that point about zoom i keep thinking about Raina baker on last mm. only talks that we gave um the education and she talked about this thing and it just, it stuck in my mind and this sums up everything that people get wrong about Zoom. She said, you don't build a relationship based on one conversation. Mm. I think that's absolutely spot on. You go to networking, even if you don't speak to someone on a Zoom networking call, you're building a level of familiarity. You get to know them. Then you have the breakout room with them. Then you have the hour one-to-one. -one. Yeah. But even at that point, you haven't explored all of that. As we know, as people, people, it takes a lot longer, it does take a lot doesn't longer. it? Yeah. So, 
we're going to talk about only. We're going to talk about the origins because, mm. you know, we assume that everyone knows. Well, we're husband and wife. We met at networking. Isn't that obvious? There's quite a lot <laughs> to this story. So do you want to start at the top? Yeah, crikey, it's hard to remember, isn't it? So much has happened. Wasn't that long ago? Time. No, it wasn't. So, uh, okay, we met at networking. We met at Poddy Networking. Um, I used to shout go... Out to shout out to Poddy. yeah. Um, I used to go as a sub. Couldn't join because it was category restricted. So we we just met there and uh, the rest is history. We're married. But along the way, uh, networking was incredibly important to both of us for mm. different reasons. And again, we'll probably go into that a bit later. But um, for us, it was all about being in a safe space. Yes, to get business, but for mindset, et cetera. So there's so many benefits to networking, not just a, a piece of paper as it was then. We just suddenly decided, actually, we love people. We are infinitely fascinated by people nosy we want to get to know people better and we just did lots of networking we've done all sorts bni was the first networking i ever did bob 4n you name them we've done them all so poddy was very special to us and we've got lots of friends that we still are in contact with members of only that are still part of that journey with us but we created um only off the back of another project winchester bloggers which we won't go into today but that was kind of the prerequisite to it but only came about because we were asked quite often to, to put on a, an event. So we decided in 2018, well, we will we'll we'll try it. We'll formalise it a bit. We'll formalise we? it, yeah. We'll give it a go. And at that point, we thought, well, we'll just run a group. That'll be nice. We'll do it in Winchester. It's a local city. 18 people turned up and 17 people joined. And I think we just thought, oh, crikey, I think we've, we've hit something here. Because for us, we've touched on with a network for people who like people. We're trying to change the perception of networking and we spent a long, long time and yeah. we still have this conversation about what other word could we use other than networking because unfortunately it has been tarnished over the years. But it is what it is. It is business networking. But for us, it's also, also community. So making sure that the community is supportive, collaborative uh, and that you feel like you're in a safe and secure environment because being a business leader can quite often be a lonely space. Mm. So that's where it came from. January 2018 was the launch. Um and we very quickly decided that we wanted to do more of that and to bring more great people into the mix. And it grew very quickly to the point now we're at 22 regions. You're going way too far ahead. Yeah, well, I, you see, I forget because so much has Take happened. Take it for granted. Tell the bit, there's quite an important bit involving New York that happened before we even set up only, which solidified oh, yeah. why we should probably run a networking business. How could I forget that we got married in New York and we networked on our wedding day? So, yes, met at Poddy 2014, rolled that forward two years, 2016. We decided we both had relationships before and children. We just wanted to go off and get married on our own in New York. Why not? Why wouldn't anybody want to do that? We hired a chap who's a rabbi, Stephen Blaine, lovely guy we still speak to now. We're not Jewish. He was just incredibly cheap and we were on a budget. He just said, I'll marry you wherever you want to get married. Exactly. Where that. do you want to be? Where Brooklyn want to be? Bridge? Yeah, right then. We'll go. Let's do it. <laughs> So we did. So we booked it all, got there, did it on a shoestring, had an well, incredible time. I think a key bit of this in terms of networking, we're, so we're in the car from the hotel, in our wedding gear, going over the Brooklyn Bridge, realising we've only ever met this guy online. And we said to each other, if we turn up and he's not there, we are two people in wedding gear who are not getting married today. <laughs> That was the ridiculousness of the situation. He did turn up. He'd rode his bike from the Upper West Side. It was 100 degrees. He was quite hot. He was quite understandably hot. But what did he say to us before the ceremony? 
Uh, we were just getting ready, weren't we? And people were sort of forming to sort of watch. The photographer was there and he said, oh, what do you guys do? And we said, well, we're web designers. And he went, oh, hold that thought. Married us, went through the ceremony, etc. Had the conversation. He needed a website. So roll that forward to now. We've built him three websites. We've blogged for him and we still have a really great relationship with him. So even on our wedding day, we were networking. And I think our story there is... If you're a business owner, if you're a business leader, your business is important to you and it is always part of your life. And I think that's mm. so the key there is you don't have to block it out. You just have to be open to opportunities and love it, really. Yeah. That was our my special day. And even that's a great story for us. It, yeah. If you're open and receptive to people and you listen. Yeah. I think that's part of the problem that people traditionally have looked at networking as this is the place that I go to sell my wares. Yeah. And, you know, certainly in our environment, we've tried to create something, haven't we? And like you mentioned, B and I, we both did it. What's the sweet spot between the really formal approach to, to networking mm -hmm. rules and regulation driven but then at the other end of the scale, you can have a kind of glorified coffee morning where nothing really happens. You don't even get a, a list of who's attending. We wanted to create something that sat in the middle. Um, talk about the carrot versus the stick thing, because that's important to the evolution of only, isn't it? Yeah. So for us, it's it's really obvious and really important. <laughs> Depends on if you've got the right person. So rather than us enforce rules and regulations that we point score you on in order for you to fulfil those things and make the network work, we trust that you know you get out what you put in. So we trust that our members, with some guidance from us, of course, and a structure, understand that, okay, well, unless I'm being a good person, unless I'm listening, unless I really do care about these people, unless I am listening out for them and I truly understand what they need from me, I'm not obviously going to get anything in return, am mm. I? So it sounds quite wishy-washy in a way, doesn't it? But I'm, I'm fascinated every time I meet a new member there are hundreds of thousands of these people out there that genuinely want the best for other people. Mm. They genuinely want to help other people when they're in conversations, they're thinking about these people, how it, they can help them. And then when you bring them together as a collaborative, that's an amazing community of people. Yeah. And I think that brings us quite neatly onto the next stage of our evolution, which is when we met Ben Jury, wasn't it? Yeah. Because we were going to really nice venues. We were building nicely, weren't we? I think we'd yeah. been a year in. We were probably 100 plus members at this point yeah. um, and only was going really well. We were attracting people and it felt like a different way of networking, didn't it? It felt like, yeah, I'm getting benefit from it, but I'm not pressured. It's a more people orientated approach. And the people that came along that just tried to sell, didn't get it, they didn't like it. No. We were starting to become more comfortable with that idea mm. rather than trying to appease everyone. Um, and then I was programming a an IT show. I used to do the education programs for the service desk and IT support show. <laughs> Sits. Um, and I met Ben Jury. He was one of the speakers and he's called The Culture Guy. And I remember going to report it and I remember thinking this will be nothing to do with me. He's going to talk about this notion of culture and that's really corporate <laughs> and that's nothing to do with small businesses. And then he started speaking and I thought, ah, He's describing everything that people have fed back to us that they love about only. It is all about this culture. Mm. Do you want to just sort of summarise how that developed? Yeah, very much so. I think people kept saying, what's the magic? What's the lightning in the bottle that you've got? And we couldn't really explain it to begin with. Uh, and then obviously getting Ben on board helped us to articulate that. But for us, it is very much about having a shared vision, 
making sure that you surround yourself with the right people. I mean, Ben, for us, it still works with us now and he will do continuously. But if you've got that shared goal and that shared vision and you want to make a difference and you've got the right people around you, that's incredible. Hmm. That's amazing. And for us, it is about trying to change the shape of networking. So we're trying to turn a um, ship that's been moving for yeah. a long, long time. Yeah. And you touched on this. If you are the hunter networker, you probably are not going to feel comfortable within only because people are going to want to get to know you. They're going to want to build a longer term relationship with you in order to give you business over a longer period of time. Mm. The world has changed. Well, there's an argument to say that that approach to networking is going to become a decreasing return anyway, because yeah. I think people are too savvy to it. We're too sensitive to being sold to. And I think until you, you know, if you just, we've said this before, if you just want sales, because that's really what referrals are in, 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 you know, in the ultimate incarnation, is networking and relationship building the right route to that? Or Because there's loads of ways that you can market and sell a business. It doesn't have to be through networking. If you don't care about people, and I think the demographic's changing, yeah. people are more interested in purpose of business rather than the mechanics of business, I think that's going to become increasingly difficult i think it's been quite over the last few months particularly we've seen a huge influx of people that have never networked before that haven't even run their own business for a very long time and if you talk to them about networking in too structured a formalized way it blows their mind a little bit it's like what i have to do this and i have to what i'm not just here to make connections and to build mm. a, a relationship organically so it the landscape of networking has definitely changed. And I think for us, that's great because we wanted to make that change. You know, we did online networking a long time before the pandemic hit. So we'd started it already and it was a natural progression for us. But if you think the amount of businesses that are setting up now and the support, the camaraderie they need and the, the community that they need behind them, that's incredible to think what the future holds. That's the watchword for us, isn't it? I mean, if, if you could get away with replacing the word networking with community, yes, but it just sounds too vague. But ultimately, that is what Oni's become. It's a, uh, again, Ben took what was in our minds and what people were feeding back to us and how we felt and helped us distill it into something tangible. So we went from being a networking business doing it differently, which is quite yeah. vague. Sean Goldsmith, got to give him credit here. He coined the phrase. He said to me one day, why don't you just call yourself the network for people that like people? Brilliant copywriting, Sean, as annoying <laughs> as it is that I've got to credit you again, but you do deserve the credit um, because that's really getting to the heart of what made us different. Ben coined the phrase, Ben Jury coined the phrase, um, good people living business life together or, yeah. you know, bring good people together, good things happen. Yeah. We need to talk about the mental health side of it, don't we? Yeah, I think before we do that, just very quickly, it, uh, the culture as a feeling and as emotion, because let's face it, we, mm. we buy on feelings and emotion as well. When people came into our venues and they experienced only in person, kind kept coming up people are just so kind it's just a lovely environment and although those sound like very low-key words they are incredibly powerful and they feed on that emotion and then put that into zoom people were still saying they felt that mm. they felt that same way so our culture has managed to transition face to face and online and if you think about that if, if you're doing that in a zoom room and you can still give that emotion yeah that's powerful and that's testament to the people that are there yeah Definitely. So let's just wrap up on terms of the purpose of only, because I think the other, again, start a business, 
businesses want to make money, I think it was through conversations with Ben that we started to realise, you know, my starting point for networking, Kelly, you did B&I, it was a really efficient way for you to get business. And you did build friendships, but I think you led with business. I I led with business originally, but when I started going to networking, when I went to Poddy, the realisation for me is that working on my own, I'm an outgoing person. I was stuck in an office on my own. I went as much for the support for the mental health side of it because I had very poor mental health. That's the place where I went to feel supported, looked after, cared for. People actually understood Mm. the pressures that I was under. That's quite hard to market, but I think for the right person that works on their own, you've got the dream of working for yourself, but that's the downside. You don't have that team. You don't have that support. You don't get that regular education. Mm -hmm. That's what we built into only. Can we, through this online networking or this only networking community, ensure that every one of our members is supported through any mental health challenge that they've got? There you go. There's There's a top line, isn't there? Purpose. So I think that was quite an important one. So I think the final part of this story up to date, obviously there's a lot more detail, isn't there? But the move online, you've Mm. already mentioned this. We were doing online networking before the pandemic because we believed in, we haven't said this either, only stands for online networking live experiences. Okay, it was education originally, Mm. but that's evolved partly because of the pandemic. But we were running online networking. As much as people loved what we did, they couldn't get it. They didn't get it. And people would say, well, that's nice, but I don't want it. Thank you very much. Mm. Even our biggest fans, because Mm. the world hadn't changed. We moved online because we'd kind of spent time ironing out the kinks. We knew what worked online, what could stay from in person, what didn't work, etc. So we kind of perfected the format and we then had a good proposition from day one rather than a stopgap. And this is the kicker. We had 180 members. 198. Were we? At the point of lockdown. So we're getting close to 200. And then the lockdown happened. uh, Moved online. Um, We are now at just over 300 members, aren't we? Mm. Um, That, if you think about it, and we've lost people through the last year. Obviously, a lot of people have set up businesses. A lot of people naturally move on. Um, what that actually means is is that half of our members we've never met in person and they've never met each other in person, which solidifies our thought that the future for us is if we can continue to replicate this people first networking mm-hmm. online, why don't we find people in Dubai and in Norway and in New York? Mm-hmm. It's just an archetype. It isn't a location specific thing, is it? Okay, so there we go. There's a little potted history of only. You can learn a lot more on the website, blogs. Come along, come come and meet us if you haven't already attended a meeting. But for the final part of the show, we're going to bring on our special guests. So um, there's so much crossover here. He's our friend. Uh, he's there. He's doing the videoing for this thing. He's a big part of our networking story. Andy Wood, Pulse 8, in you come. Come and sit we down. Should yes, we should clap, should we? Woo! Some canned, canned laughter, I was going to say. Canned that's probably laughter. not right, is it? It's going to get, make sure Rob's uh, all good. You're the only one that's allowed to touch those mics, even <laughs> I wouldn't go near them. We're going to cut this bit. <laughs> it's a bit hot. So you've had a, quite a busy day, Andy, already, haven't you? Just tell us briefly where you've been this morning. I'm so pleased you mentioned that, because uh, I was up at... Um, I was up at Quarter to four this morning with an immense shoot at Stonehenge. So, yeah, a lot of uh, red tape, but I was walking in and out of the stones, doing some filming for a security company. Yeah, epic. So I feel like I've done a day's work already, and it only occurred to me when we were driving back, I was 
thinking, why did I agree to come on the show straight after being up really early in the morning? But it's good. And you still look immaculate. So I think that's testament to you as a person. I'm going to do some post-editing work as well. (laughs) And also, we have to mention at this point, it's the 9th of September 2021, and it is ridiculously hot. Like, never been this hot in (laughs) September. No. So we have all come in a little bit dishevelled, but thanks for joining us, Andy. Right, thank you. Great to have you here. Um, tell us your, what's your networking story? Wow. Well, I'll, I'll try and keep it brief and not to bore people. So I started my business 10 years ago, which most people know, and it's gone through a few transitions since. And when I started my business, I didn't know anybody in business. I knew one person, but it was at like a corporate level. And... Um, did you come out of a corporate to set up what you were doing? I come out of a small business, but yeah, my yeah. old boss hated the thought of networking. It, it filled him with dread. He never went networking. Ultimately, the business has failed. Um, liquidated a few years back. Um, I don't think it's just the cause of that. So I, I started my business very naively, thinking if I build a website, they will come. No, they didn't. <laughs> they didn't come, obviously. Um, so I had I had a go at networking. I just did a search online. And I think it was Southern Entrepreneurs was the okay. first one I went to. Great, friendly group. Keep, keeping in mind, it's 20, 10 years ago, um, I was incredibly nervous. Incredibly. And I went along there. I didn't know. They, but what happened was, so I went along a couple of times, thought it was all right. Then I sat next to another graph designer, because that's where I started my business as a graph designer. He stood up and more or less said everything I said, and it <laughs> threw me. I stumbled over my words. I got nervous, and it put me off from networking. Um, I didn't receive any support from that networking group. They're lovely people, but not like the support you get from only. Like, if I feel something like, oh, what do I say? I can turn to you or other members and get that back so I started why were you still going then what when I, I still went well I I stopped going okay. for, I think I stopped going for networking for about a year in my business wow. um, I had some retained clients which I was lucky enough but I was struggling to win business and it's only through friends and family where it's like recommending me reason why I picked up clients and then I went on and I started a, a network went to a network group called Bizpedia okay. um, you're nodding you know yeah, they started off a free group in the morning. And that was really good, run by Josh. And I really enjoyed that. And I, I started finding my feet in networking. Um, and even though, you know, I, I love being around people, but I get incredibly nervous if I have to suddenly just stand up and talk in front of people. I still get nervous now. I find it, funny enough, easier on Zoom now mm. to sort of like be a bit more... I know outgoing and things like boxed that. Boxed off, isn't it? It's just it's, it's boxed off. I'm yeah. in control of my environment. Yeah, it's a so good point. I can yeah get all my comforts around me and make sure that I'm happy with everything. On that point of nerves, I think this is really important because particularly you. Well, I suppose people would probably look at me now and think you run a networking business. I found it terrifying. I used to script my sixty seconds. When I used to go to Poddy, I used to do Tweet of the Week, and that always got a laugh. And But because for me, I was so nervous about what I had to say that having it written down, you, people would think, never would you be nervous. Yeah, I was terrible. I can still picture what I was wearing. I can remember, it, like you said, it was getting next to me, and you get that tickly cough, and you're thinking, oh, I've got to talk in a minute. I'm going to have to try and swallow in, drink the orange juice. That makes it worse gets to you and paper shaking yeah i hated it i i i i end up having a um a comfy blanket scenario with an ipad 
It's right. like, here's some examples. And he used to hold the iPad up in front of me. And I found that helped a lot. <laughs> a bit like you holding the iPad. But that's your notes. It's never only called a comfort blanket. Is it a comfort blanket? It's, uh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. So I had that for ages. I found it a bit more difficult than when we moved into video and things like that. But after a while, I managed to put that down and and, and move on from But that's my networking history. I... I was just you, incredibly nervous. What did you see at the beginning? Why did you go in the first place? And did your approach evolve once you understood how it worked? I'd say my approach only evolved over the last few years. So again, nobody told me how to network, how to be a networker. I've Strangely enough, I don't know why I didn't look it up on YouTube or go to websites. I don't know why I didn't. Yeah. Um, I just maybe assumed there wasn't resources out there for it. But it evolved gradually over the years. And the turning point, funnily enough, was when I decided to get a commercial drone license. I knew I had to go back out networking because mm. um, I, I, on and off, because uh, I was a member of BizPedia for a while. Josh then changed the format, and which made it inaccessible for me for my business at the time. Um, so I stopped. But then I got my commercial drone license, thought I need to go out. So funnily enough, I was just around the corner in the office. I was chatting to the printers, and they said, we're doing a networking event. And it was a free one. I was like, he said, oh, come along, it'll be fun. I thought, that's brilliant. So I went along and it was very informal, but a lot more social. But that's when I started learning, actually, it's more about making connections, not about going there and saying, I'm a graph designer, I do business cards and sell to the room. Yeah. And because nobody told me that's not what you do, you do, basically. And that's the turning point. And then obviously fast forward, um, I think a couple of years, um, then I got recommended to come along to Only. And on the first day, James, you came up to me and he, he said to me, you know my wife. And I was like, <laughs> do that's, I? That's really ominous. <laughs> that's, I was. I'm not sure I said it like that. Uh, well, no, you, 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 yeah, very funny. You said, you know my wife. And I said, oh, do I? And I have a twin brother as well. I'm like, is he mistaken or something like that? And then obviously Kelly and I, we, we went to the same school, I think a year or two above me. Yeah. And that was the connection. And immediately... Because, James, you were hosting the one at Chilworth Man Manor, you made the effort coming up to me, you checked out the website. We'd already looked. We'd looked the night before, hadn't we? Yeah, mm. and you we complimented me. That's cool. And you just made me feel welcome. And then when I met you, Kelly, properly at Winchester, you gave me a hug. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is amazing. And instantly I, I, I felt comfortable and I felt like I, I found what I've been looking for for such a long time in a networking group. Again, I had tried B&I. I'd heard the stories about how formal it is, but every person who hosted one or set one up said, ah, oh, this is different, come along. No, they're, they're, never, they're never different. The people are different. Mm. I'm not slating being nice. It, does, it just doesn't work for me. Mm. I yeah. felt like straight away I was going to be under pressure of like, wait a minute, I've got my business I'm already like having to manage, and now I'm going to have to make sure I do my reveals, but I don't get red-listed or red-marked or whatever it was at the time. Mm. And I thought, I can't be dealing with that as well. And I knew at that point that I just wanted to meet like-minded people and want a connection. So I'm quite a social person. So I really enjoy the social aspect of it. So if you take BNI, because we talk quite openly about BNI and how it works if you're willing to do it the way that they prescribe that you do it. That's the carrot versus the stick approach, quite mm. simply. Um, how does networking work for you without that imperative? Because what BNI does very well is can't think of a different word but i'd say kindly encourages forces really people to go out and find referrals for the other members that's what it's propagated on mm. how do you then get business without that push 
at other networks? I think it's just mainly getting to... I mean, I'd quite far along in my business at that point, and I actually wanted to get out and socially meet people in business to learn. So with being BNI specifically, I felt like I had to make sure I was ticking boxes all the time. And then they started talking about numbers, and I'm like, I, I didn't want that. So by the time I joined only, it was more like, I just want to get to know the business, how they operate, how do they get to their point, especially how did you even decide to take on your first employee and mm. business knowledge is what I was seeking. It wasn't actually seeking business by that point yes. because my business was running okay, mm. not to the level where it is now. Um, I'm not sure if I answered your question. No, I think what, what I'm trying to get at is this idea that I think if you're listening to this and you don't really know networking or you've got a certain okay. way of thinking about networking, I think there's a perception that people will think, yeah, but without the the push to refer, what you're saying is great, Andy. You get support, you get education, you've made some nice friends. It's not very businessy, is it? I could give you a fine example. Go on. Fine example. So I knew from sort of like day one of um, business networking that it's very quickly, it's not about getting business from the people in the room. I knew it was about who they knew. No. And that's known throughout networking yeah. and and most of the time some people need to be told that's what it is so I'll give you an example uh tracer house just re- recommended um a fantastic client to us and we've never done work together we've met we've been on a podcast together and we've chatted and we've got to know each other over the last year or so mm. mainly over zoom i think more than anything and then she just recommended us who landed us a really great client and that's that's we're just chatting about what i do she she asked for some advice to do some filming herself, happily hand over advice for free nice. if you want to use your phone and things like that. And I think that was a turning point. It's not all about, I'm not going to tell you what I do because I want to give you to give me work. But actually, it's the opposite effect. So it's good and take. So it? I think that's, that's it. It's the opposite of what it's kind of, I can't still get my head around, but it's the opposite. You don't go to sell, but you're support. You, you, you you support. support. Yeah. I think take that up another level. So if you think, I, and I'm very aware, we're talking about BNI. Other networks are, exist, and they they follow and operate on similar. Yeah. yeah, but that's probably the best known, so it's a good reference point for us. Mm. Category restrictions. So I know you are massively collaborative, collaborative with other designers, mm. people in the field, even drone flyers. Yeah. So can, can we just touch on that very quickly? Because mm. I think that's really important to address as well. Because can give you a good example. Amazing. My perspective, I couldn't join Poddy because there was a category restriction. So that was me out. Couldn't do it. Couldn't, you know, hence why we set up only really was one of the main catalysts because we ne- both needed to be in the same room together. For you, if you've got the right mindset, again, we, we get quite a few people say, well, can you tell me who's coming to an event? No, because that's not the point. It doesn't matter what they do, what their job title is. You have to speak to these people and you need to know who they're married to, who their mum is, who their daughter is, <laughs> who their connections are. So don't just judge them on their job title. So just talk to us about how important it is to be collaborative with other people in your field. I think it's extremely important. Um, I think that's half the reason why I couldn't get into a lot of networking as a graphic designer because the slot was filled. Mm-hmm. And I always thought but. You, there's two different types of designers. There's yeah. two different types of videographers. There's two different types of admin assistants or whatever your field is. And that frustrated the, the hell out of me, to be honest with you. Mm. And I I see that if there's another videographer 
in a meeting, it is no bad thing because they have a skill set I may not have and vice versa. Um, I'll give you a great example. So one networking group I go to, we can't all be about only, obviously. One networking <laughs> group I go to, um, the person who runs it, and it was a bit more of a closed networking group and there's restricted category. Um, the lady turned around to me and said, look, there's another videographer. He does animation. Would you mind if he came along? I went, not at all whatsoever. He came along, turned out, be the best thing I ever said because he now refers work our way because he's down right. Plymouth way now right. and he's like you covered us out for me and that's collaborative working I mean for example um you know there's been a few more videographers on the meetings recently and I'm, I've got one-to-ones lined up I'm like I want to know because we can't handle all the jobs mm-hmm. we need to bring in extra crew yeah. and I think it's very I think it's very naive to think that you you must be the only person in your category because then that's forced referral. I, I, it makes sense. There's a couple of, there's a, an amazing irony about that whole category restriction thing because when you came to Only, we were still building websites. You were a web designer. Mm. If our own rules mm. precluded you visiting because the category was taken, we would have never have met. No, it's, uh, I just, I, I, that's incredible. It's, it's incredible. Me. I just find it, I just find it, absolutely ridiculous in this day and age to have any sort of restrictions the, the, the I get, no it's not ridiculous well, and I think we need to be careful with this because it works for a reason yeah. because you can say I'm the only it, it can be uncomfortable if you're in the room with someone who does the same thing as yeah. you that I get mm. that the problem is if you're you're selling it on the basis that well you're going to get business because you're the only option that you need to be realistic about the fact that people will bypass that, mm. what, regardless yeah. of what the networking rules tell you. Because you will tell you the example of you being a web designer going to a network yeah, I, like that. I, I went uh, probably two years ago to sub for somebody. Uh, wasn't allowed to talk about only because they, they weren't comfortable with that. And that's fine. I, I respected that. But we were web designers. Couldn't talk about that either because there was a web designer in the room. So we talked about our, I talked about our blogging business. But somebody collared me on the way in and said, oh, I know you you build websites. Can I have a chat with you? But can it be outside of the room because I don't want to upset the web designer that's in the room? And it's like, wow. I felt awkward. I also had somebody else pull me up and say they'd used the web designer in the room, had been bitten by them. Could I do a deal? because they didn't have much money left for the budget. And I was like, yeah, yeah, left and thought, why am I discounting my product? Because you've had a bad experience with somebody else. Mm -hmm. So that to us is really important. I think the forced fit, again, let's just be very careful, but... It can work really well, but that's the big downside to it, isn't it? It's incredibly valuable if you are less confident in being in a room with somebody that shares the same industry as you. And that's perfect. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's where you need to be. That's fine. Go somewhere that's category restricted. But on the flip side, be prepared that you are not going to please everybody. No. And not everybody in that room is going to like you. Yeah. So they are going to go to their other networks. Like you've just said, you do other networks. Great. Mm. Because we all feed each other. Mm. You know, you're going to meet people that you're going to bring to only. You're going to take people from only to the other network. Great. Because mm. that's how we all work. That's how we all survive. If there was only one network in the world, it wouldn't exist. I yeah. think I think there's a few things as well with the sort of the restricted category is that if you do you just touched on it, if you do lack a bit of confidence, like I did in the early days, it might it might you might feel like, Oh, I'm not as good. Mm. It might put you off. Yeah. Um 
also as well, I think the the ones who are like, oh no, I want restricted category. Maybe they're not, their business isn't doing so well and they don't want the competition actually faced in the room. Yeah. But then there's scenarios to get around that. And, and I think the open category, specifically if we're talking about the categories, outweighs the the downside and that's that's us kind of educating people to be and attracting people that are kind because you'll find within only that and we should encourage this more really if people are saying well i'm not sure of my proposition talk to people ask them Mm. because everyone's got an angle this is the thing people try and be broad set don't they i mean you were designer web designer you've become and you can still do all that stuff but you've pinned your proposition the, around podcasting the, yeah. and videography. But this is what I learned through only is that, again, through your educational stuff is you can't please everyone and you can't do everything. And it's scary to say, I'm only going to solely focus on this part of your my business. Like I said, it's just video. Got asked the other day, hence why Stu came on a shoot with us today. I had, I think, five photographers to choose from within only. Yeah. Stu, you won, clearly. <laughs> um, so... I, I think niching really helps yeah. within, especially in open category. If you've got, um, you see it all the time with um, solicitors, they're, they're niche on something. If you're too broad, how is somebody going to make a decision between you and the other person? Mm. So I think in open category, you've got to be a bit more specific, a bit more niche on what you do more than anything. Definitely. Just last point, Andy, online networking. Are you are you a fan? What uh, do you think about our news? I, I love the news. I think it's fantastic. I'd love somebody to pay for me to fly to New York to do some video, of course. Um, I think online is my chosen choice, first and foremost, every time. I've had a, a, a recent inquiry and the person wants to meet for coffee. I'm a bit like, why can't we just mm. do this on Zoom first to see whether it's going to work? But I will always choose to network online first before actual real. And then once in a while, if I fancy a really good social meeting out with people, then I'll meet in person. That's, That's a huge upside, isn't it? This has come up a few times that we used to go to the in-person networking event. That took time and money. And then we'd have the one-to-ones after, which was by default an hour. Mm. Now the the Zoom, the online networking, there's a kind of screening process going on, mm. isn't there? Where it's like, mm. look, I've talked to you quite extensively. Don't really think we need to get together. Mm. It's great if you've got the time to do so, but... Or money. We made a joke on Zoom the other day. Somebody said, well, I, I want to have that Zoom contact first because I want to cut the four quid coffees that I'm paying for. I well, want to know if it's yeah, worth well, it well, you, It's all, all seriousness and <laughs> yeah. it's all seriousness of like, especially if you're by yourself and you haven't got somebody back in the office doing some work like I've I got Rob, Karen and editing. If I go out, that's downtime. And that's yeah. downtime probably for two or three hours yeah. opposed to a 30 minute Zoom call. It's about efficiency within the business, especially a small business with budgets by the time you go out coffee another coffee a bun parking mm, <laughs> 15 bun. quid a bun <laughs> a bun you got a scone, a bun. scone bun cake tea cake on that note on the bun I think we'll wrap up <laughs> so well, Andy thank you so much for joining yeah, us thank you for really having enjoyed me. talking to you thanks for sharing Kelly thank it's you. obviously a pleasure you're going to be here all the time now I've just exactly. decided that you've just decided Graham well, I'll see you again then. it is our business you should be here <laughs> Thank you, everyone. That's been the Only Networking Show. That's the first episode. Please like, share, do all that good stuff. Come along to Only and we'll see you back here for the next episode next month.